Blog Talk Radio. the host of Diva Strategies for Success, where every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, I bring you a dynamic guest. And today we have an exceptional guest. First off, she's very talented herself, but she's going to share a great experience that she had recently. But let me give you some information about her. Her name is Lori Rupi. She's an international speaker, trainer, and executive coach. She likes to say she is your partner for success or a motivational muse. She has the passion to partner with organizations, teams, and individuals to up-level their success with a focus on leadership effectiveness, communicating to connect, and mindset. She helps people break through their invisible barriers to maximize their business and their life in general. She has been certified through the John Maxwell team and is currently an executive director with the team. She recently returned from Paraguay, where she was part of a transformation of Paraguay with John Maxwell. She and the other John Maxwell trainers taught high-level government officials, educators from all levels, large and small private sector professionals, healthcare systems groups, and many other entities, teaching the facilitation of transformational roundtables. She was so inspired by the trip that she decided to help her own community by offering roundtables to teach and act on John's principle. But going to Paraguay gave a new inspiration to Lori. She is now working to help Landfill Harmonica. Harmonic. This is a group of wonderful kids that play instruments made from things found at the landfills where they live. She went with the purpose to give of her time and talent to the Paraguayan people, but they gave her so much more than she could have even, even imagined. Lori is the mother of four beautiful daughters and Grammy to three delightful grandchildren. After the loss of her daughter in 1998, she felt a passion emerging to help people, but especially children around the world. Knowing she can't help all the kids herself, she can help bring to the people she meets ways that they can help also. The synergy working together to help others has brought great joy and peach, which has helped, which helped her through the difficult days of grieving. Welcome, Lori, to the show. It's so great to have you on the show today. Thank you, Robbie. Boy, it's my honor to spend time with you and to get the word out about my most latest brainstorm, I guess we'll call it. Um, You know, it's funny listening to you describe my life, basically, and it it has been an evolution. Um, Like everything in life, you don't always get the idea that you know you're meant to have right off. It kind of evolves over time, right? Right. Uh, I know that you're part of the John Maxwell team, but what is the John Maxwell team? 
Yes. Well, we are a worldwide team of people that have joined forces with John. And um, there's approximately 145 countries represented with the John Maxwell team. We're the largest team of coaches in the world. And, wow. Um, it's amazing. There's a lot of us, and each of us expresses what we joined the John Maxwell team for in a different way. Um, when I first heard about the John Maxwell team, it was just about, I want to say, seven years ago. And at that time, I was working for Department of Corrections, and I knew that I wanted to join the team when I retired from corrections. And honestly, I joined the John Maxwell team to be a public speaker. And um, I had used John's principles throughout my career working for corrections because I have known him for about 35 years. It's been, I know, it's been a great journey. He was my pastor in San Diego at Skyline Wesleyan Church, and he started helping other pastors grow churches because our church had grown really fast, and other people wanted to know. And he wanted to help other pastors, and then his his business evolved into helping businesses. And so I was able to use his materials, his books, his ideas by first growing our growing myself. I needed to be a better leader and I needed to grow personally. And that's what his stuff does. Um people that know John Maxwell, um they follow him because his ideas work, his teachings work. And um so many people that have volunteered Um, to go on trips with him like I have or that work with him personally, it just is life-changing. And so I knew early on, knowing him, that I had followed him along the way. And when I heard that he was going to build this team of people, I knew I wanted to be a part of it. Did you use any of his principles when you were still working at the prison? I did. In fact, um, He's known for leadership, and what he says is leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less. And so as we develop as leaders ourselves, which is actually the hardest form of leadership is self-leadership, so as we develop ourselves, we become better leaders. He wrote one of his I want to say top-selling books is The 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. And in that book is obviously 21 laws that he fettered out um, when he consulted other business people, when he consulted other leaders, world leaders. And of all of the information that he gathered, he came up with these nine laws or principles that work. And the very first one is... The law of the lid. And the law of the lid says that your effectiveness as a leader, you can only lead people that are under your strength of leadership. So say if leaders are from one to ten leaders in the world, if you're a two leader, 
the most you will ever attract is a level one leader. But if you were a 10 leader, um, you could attract nine type leaders. So what that basically means is we have to grow ourselves to be better leaders. And I absolutely used his principles. When I was at work, I learned how to mentor other people, how to lead myself, and then how to lead teams to do the things that they needed to do. And, you know, working in a prison setting is a very difficult job. Uh, people don't realize the negative. I mean, they have, an, a, they have a, they can imagine what it would be like and, and that it's a negative environment. That part I think most people get. But the dynamics between all of the people that work together to keep hardened criminals behind bars, that's a whole different ballgame. And, and it, it, it is stressful in different ways than what you might think sometimes. So, yes, absolutely. I used his principles as I grew myself, as I, you know, developed a very positive out, outlook on life, a positive attitude, how I treat other people and how I led. And the job that I had just before I retired, I oversaw several departments and about 600 people. And so you can imagine all of the (laughs) ins and outs of the personalities involved and the different aspects of running a prison. Wow, that's amazing. Um, Didn't you recently go to Paraguay, and what was the purpose of that trip? Yes, well... With the John Maxwell team, um, a few years ago, he was casting a vision to help other countries because he had been being contacted by the presidents of several countries. Right now, there are 22 countries, two of which we've already been to, which is Paraguay and Guatemala. So we have 19 other countries, 20 other countries, that are wanting us to come and help them transform their country. And it, it's, the, um, you know, when you were reading about me wanting to go and help another country, it was so, so far out of my imagination as to what would actually happen when I got there. I prepared to go, and what we were doing was we were like trainers for trainers. We were uh, showing groups of people how to lead transformational roundtables. And the way it worked was this. Um, Prior to our going this year and prior to the team that went last year, we sent out or the John Maxwell Foundation, actually, is who heads this portion of um, these transformational settings in countries. Um, They send out a survey, and that survey goes to government agencies, high-level people within that country. Thousands of these surveys came back, and the survey was a request to identify what principles that John teaches in values and in intentional living would help that particular country. So with Paraguay, they have a roundtable process that's been going on for just about a year, almost two years now. They went the first time in the beginning of 2016. 
and there was 250 coaches like me, trainers, that went in and led people in how to do a roundtable. So the way the roundtable process works is it's a 16-week group that meets every week for 16 weeks, and the first 10 of those weeks are values that John teaches. For example, attitude, you know, how to have a positive attitude. And the roundtable setting basically is a very simple process. The groups um, will identify at the end of the first session, they identify an action item that they discovered during that roundtable meeting that they want to do, some, some action. It needs to be a small, very specific action. But as we all know, small things can turn out to be really big. And so um, one of the other topics was forgiveness. And when I was teaching these groups of people about how to do these roundtable processes, we had volunteers that would go through the material and actually find their action item. And right before my eyes, I could see transformation in the people that were participating. And as a facilitator, as we were teaching them how to facilitate, we did the workshop ourselves as well. So we looked at areas in our own life that we wanted to have a small action that would make a big impact in somebody else's life that had to do with our attitude or, in this case, something that had to do with our forgiveness. And so, honestly, I don't know who got the best benefit. I know the people that attended all of the workshops that I facilitated as uh, an example of how to do this. I know that the people were impacted. You could tell. I mean, people were crying and just felt big burdens being lifted from them. It it was amazing. But to tell you the truth, when I started looking within myself, I realized that I wanted not only to be a good example for the people that I was there to help, but I want to be a good example in my own world and the people that I contact every day. So I had my own action items that I that I am proud to say that I have already completed. So it was just, they call it transformational roundtables, and they definitely are transformational. So they go 16 weeks, 10 are values, and 10 are John's principles in intentional living. Wow, that's great. While you were there, you met a group of kids. What were they, and what um, what what do they do, and how did they affect you? Yes. Well, honestly, the highlight of the trip, um, there were many highlights. Uh, all of the coaches tried to come up with one or two words to describe it, and boy, we came up with words like inspiring and humbling and gratitude, just connection and transformation for sure, and how doors have opened for us. And I'm so excited to have the opportunity to talk about this today because I came home with a burning desire to help. And um, the kids that we're talking about, they have grown up in a landfill. Now, I know it's really hard to describe or to even imagine what that might be like, but say you were sitting 
had gone to the city dump where all the trash trucks come and they dump all of the all of the trash from the whole city in one place and that's where these children live so you can imagine that the smell is pretty oppressive um, it gets very hot in Paraguay. We were graced with a beautiful rainy day. And so uh, where we met the children, right behind the chapel where we were, they they have to go to a chapel to learn music because um, these are homes that are, are put together, not like a home that we might live in as, as we live in our beautiful homes here in California or wherever people might be calling in from. But these are sometimes just a, a, a few boards or whatever kind of put together and people live within these um, structures, I guess you would call them. And when the trash trucks come, the people that live there run and, and dig through all of the trash. You can imagine moldy things and all kinds of stuff. And they, they collect what they can to make money. So it might be cardboard or metal, those kinds of things. So a guy by the name of Chavez, his last name is Chavez, he had this great idea because he loved music that if – he could maybe do something for the kids in the community, and he put his thinking cap together, and he had an idea to maybe try to make musical instruments out of the trash. And he went to a carpenter that worked there, too, right in that same landfill area, and they started making instruments out of the trash. Now, you can see this band, or um it's really an orchestra, not really a band, because they have strings and they have flutes and they have guitars and they have uh, saxophones even. And the reason for making the instruments out of the trash was when these kids would, um, sometimes they would get instruments donated so that the kids could learn to play. But what would happen if the, if the child took that instrument home to practice then what would happen is the instrument itself was more valuable than the home they were living in, and so they were f actually being victimized. And so nobody wanted the little instruments that were made out of trash, and so they could take those home and practice. So they developed different music, and honestly, they are... They are amazing. The kids have such great spirit, and you look where they live, and you think, wow, it it doesn't get much worse than living in a landfill. And so I came back thinking, I want to do something to help them. The older kids have learned to play so well that they are being invited here and there in different places. In fact, one of the groups played for us on a Tuesday night, and the very next day they were leaving to go to Seoul, Korea, to play. Um, but the younger kids, they're still learning and practicing. And so um, the whole area, the children just need so much. The last day we were in Paraguay, my team of, of great leaders and coaches took backpacks filled with goodies. I mean, school supplies and toothbrushes, socks, little gifts. And we took them to these kids. And they were so grateful to get anything. 
and just great big smiles, and it was so rewarding that I knew when I got back I needed to do something to help. And what I've learned in life is so often we hold on to all of our resources, and we kind of hold things really close. But one of the principles that is a lesson that I've learned in life is when you're able to freely give and make sacrifices to help other people, then it's a, it's, a, it's a double blessing because the blessing is not just that you're helping somebody else, but somehow, some way, you are blessed too. And I think that was the pr- principle that I really had fully imprinted on my mind. If I didn't know it before I went to Paraguay, I certainly knew it afterwards, that being able to give something to someone else is is such a gift and it doesn't have to always be money it could just be your time or a word of encouragement to somebody just anything give without expecting something in return and it's a beautiful beautiful principle i know that uh, so how could people help you with these children what kind of things are you looking for people to help you with Well, right now, I think the thing that would help them the most is some financial resources. Um, And the reason why I say that is the, the children in that community have a small school that John Maxwell and some others have helped with to build, but they really need more space to learn. Some of the children, the younger children, are meeting in a little chapel that is also church on Sunday. But it is a very small structure. It has a back patio that's not enclosed. And literally, as you stand in the back or even in the chapel, you're trying to breathe. Um, and there's trash burning in the back and the the smell of the the landfill, just what it creates, is pretty oppressive. And so they have... Um, a piece of property that they are looking at to try to build another school. And that would be a great way if people had a little extra resources. I know we have so many things going on with what has happened here with the hurricanes and now Las Vegas. I know people want to help, and, and they do, and I know that it's amazing when they do. And you think of a country like Paraguay. It's a third-world country for sure. They need our help, well, too. Where would they go to make them. a donation? They can reach they out to me. call you or contact yes. you or what? Yes, that would be wonderful. And I can I can bridge the gap between Paraguay and here. And um, the other thing, too, that um, you and I, Robbie, have talked about was the possibility of, of – actually donating instruments. Now, the one little glitch there is that the kids can't take really good instruments into their homes, but they do have a place, from what I understand, that they can lock some instruments up. So that would be another way maybe somebody could help. And I am looking into ways that we, if there are people that have instruments that they would like to donate, I was thinking I could figure out a way here of um, collecting those and then shipping them to Paraguay. So, so you might get like, somebody like UPS or the post office or somebody like that to 
as their in-kind donation to be able to ship them to them free. Right. Oh, that would be amazing. Um, And I know that there are a lot of people that might even have good ideas for me. This is a brand new thing for me. I've never had any type of a nonprofit organization, so I'm looking for help to get that started. I'm looking for help in making all of these things happen. What I know for sure is when you have an idea and you want to make that idea happen, you are fully resourced to find the answers, and I'm looking for answers for sure. So how can they reach you? They could reach me by calling my telephone number, which is area code 619-368-2948. And my contact information is also on my website. And my website is simply lauriraup.com. I am a coach like we talked about. Mm-hmm. It's L-O-R-I-R-A-U-P-E dot com. Well, let's go into, I know you have some workshops coming in because we're down to four minutes. So tell sure. us about the workshops and, um, you know, what will they learn? And, and again, uh, they can contact you. We'll repeat your phone number and your website. Perfect. That's great. Well, I came back with this great idea about the roundtables, and I decided to use um, John's most recent material that he's allowed us to have the intellectual properties to teach, and I'm doing it in that same roundtable format. So we are going to be looking at no limits, um, blow the cap off your capacity. That's John's book that was released last March. And what we're going to be doing is we're going to be going through seven areas of this book, like I said, in the roundtable format, we're going to be looking at our thinking capacity, our leadership capacity. What's holding us back from expressing our capacities, our intentionality capacity, our growth capacity, and our abundance capacity? And through a, a, a very formatted study it, hitting the highlights of these ideas, I really believe that we will see transformation every week. They start this week, but I know this won't be the last time that I start a group. Um, this Right now, we're going to be doing them in Murrieta, and uh, they, I have one group starting Wednesday morning at 8.30 and a second group starting Friday at 11.00. I'm also considering, if I have people out of this area, I'm considering doing one um, virtually, like on the phone. And so um, if people are interested in any of those, or if they'd like me to come and do this in their area, I certainly would consider that. So again, Again, tell them how to reach you, Lori. Sure. It's area code 619-368. Two nine four eight, and my website is lauriraup.com. And it's spell the name again. Sure, L O R I R A U P E dot com. I think it's wonderful what you're trying to do, and the other thing is you also are a great speaker, so. 
on your website, will they find uh, different topics that you speak on? That's a great question, and I have, my website is fairly new, and it's still in the development stage. If they are interested in having me come to speak to a group or train in a company, which I do as well, we have great ways to teach and help companies prosper and grow. It's amazing. If they're interested in any of those things, if they reach out to me, I'd be more than happy to have a conversation with them of how I can help their business, their their. Um, I go to corporations, I go to government agencies, I do all kinds of things like that because, like I said, John's materials changed my life, and I know I have a great attitude today, not because I've not had a lot of hard things happen to me, I have, but I've learned to frame them in a way that has helped me just really love life and want to give it back. Lori, it's been wonderful having you as a guest on my show today because I've heard you speak and I know what your passion is, and I'm just so happy that we could get together. I'm so Again, grateful that you had to Lori Ralby. She's a speaker, trainer, coach for the John Maxwell team, and she is an incredible person, so check out her website. And Lori, thank you so much for being with us today. I'm so grateful, Robbie. Thank you so much. Hi again. This is Lori. Uh, this is Robbie Motter, the the chair, the host of Diva Strategies for Success, where every Monday we have a great speaker and great topic. So tune in. And once the show is live, it is archived, so you can send it out to your friends to listen at their convenience. Because every piece of information helps us all grow and become better individuals for ourselves. And once we take care of ourselves, we can help so many people. So I'm going to sign off for today and hope to hear from you again on another date.